This is Abnormal Entertainment. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. You're listening to the No Cry Zone, a progressive political podcast on the Abnormal Entertainment Network. Yes, we're rolling. It says, yeah. It does. Numbers going? Yep. Do we know how to do this? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back to the No Cry Zone. Uh, they, it's been a while. It's been a while. We went on summer vacay. Yes. <laughs> went on summer vacay, so you know. You know. <laughs> we were all just discussing <laughs> just our discussing wonderful vacation. Oh, summer vacation when It's just varying states of hospital stays and, and old man injuries, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, par for the course at this point. Yeah. In um, the pre-retirement folks that yeah. we are. Summer in Michigan. Got to get it all in. Oh, yeah. All the aches? (laughs) Yeah, all of it. Well, you know, if you don't remember, uh, I'm here with Rob and John, and this is Dave, and um, this is... Wow, we're back. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's so great. I I think it's been about three months, I want to say. Yeah, about a a summer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and um, not not a fucking thing has changed. Uh, That's absolutely (laughs) true. (laughs) It's pretty much the same fucking shit show it was three months ago <laughs> just different you know uh points but the same absolute freaking nonsense well it's the same playbook he's not going to yeah. change his playbook he, he knows how to beat the media uh and and the media how you do that is you show them something shiny right. doesn't matter what it is go show them something shiny and they all go go over there and forget about what they're talking about 10 minutes ago there's some change um, there's some uh, 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 growing discontent um, within uh, the GOP. Uh, there is uh, irreparable international damage. Before it was just kind of funny. Now it's really, really bad. Um, gosh, what else? Did you- well, I mean, let's take the point you said about growing discontent in the GOP. Yeah. So I think that's a great point. Hey, Lou. Sorry. Ah, we're good. Oh, no, you're good. You want to join us? <laughs> yeah, we're in my office. We're usually not here that late. Right, uh, we're in Dave's uh, office, and uh, was that like are these academic hours? Are you? <laughs> That's my office hours right now. Uh, okay, it's only here. <laughs> <laughs> let's kick all those people out. Well, you know, we got stuff to do here, <laughs> and we're done. That, that pretty much sums it all up. The show, it sucks. Talk to you in three months. Um, so, uh, right. So the point about division within the GOP. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I think you, that's a great point on your part. So I am sensing, as you are obviously, that there is some growing discontent, and it's. I think my sense of it is, it's not a lot of it is based on any moral or ethical grounds, but more practical. Of all right, I guess. He's been leading us towards this light coming at us at a distance, and now I can kind of make out it's a train, and it's heading right at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at this point, I guess I wouldn't, you know, I don't turn it away, you know. So maybe Anthony Scarmucci, the mooch, could be an example of somebody. Who, uh, <laughs> I, a lighter a lighter example. My take on that guy is, oh, <laughs> hey, uh, no one's talked about me for about two years. Doesn't work liking the guy. <laughs> 
Let me see how it works hating the guy. <laughs> That's right. No, you're right. My, I think the biggest example that I like to look at is uh, the new, this, this is a, a brand new focus on Mitch McConnell. Where he largely did stuff in the shadows, mm-hmm. and no one really talked about Mitch McConnell, and he was kind of happy with that. But uh, the, the Moscow Mitch chance, um, him uh, becoming more um, known to the general populace, because mm-hmm. most people don't even realize what he is or who he is or what he does. Right. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah. Or care. Right. Well, now that's changing. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's changing, and that's I think um, indicative of the problem they have, where they no longer. Um, can uh, just have the buffoon in front put on the show. Now the rest of the puppet masters are starting to come to light a little bit, uh, and uh, largely on the backs of a failed tax reform, which they're now doubling down on, talking about a payroll tax. Um, but uh, which we'll get to in a second. But back to your point mm-hmm. um, about that beautiful tax reform. I give yeah, you. <laughs> right. Oh well, everyone's rich. Did you hear that? By the way, right? Yeah, we're all rich, so there really isn't going to be a recession. There can't be a recession, in fact, because our fine president says we're all rich because of it. I mean, just unbelievable, but all too believable. But back to your point about yes. McConnell. McConnell. So yeah, Moscow I, Mitch. I mean, and I think that the fact that the whole Moscow Mitch hashtag has trended and has kind of caught some traction, and that it's unnerved him, goes to the point that you're making, David, about. It unnerved, and, and that's the thing where that kind of thing. It's you know, for every most everyone else in the political sphere, they're like, yeah, so what? You make a hashtag nope. against me. There's a name, but, but yeah, big deal. But for McConnell, you're right because he's operated in the shadows, because he's largely been behind the scenes, and because there hasn't really been a targeted movement to push him into the limelight. Mm-hmm. He's really unprepared for this. There was an event a few weeks ago in in his district. Uh, like a, a town hall type meeting, and uh, there was a very vocal crowd there chanting Moscow Mitch. And uh, the and funny thing about that was, is he didn't refute it. He's like, nothing you do <laughs> will make me change. Well, so, that's so, kind of the point. I is I we understand. That. I don't. I don't think he knows how, though. He's never faced opposition like that. Never, never. Because right. he like he there was that big thing where uh, he blew off the coal workers. And right. that trended for a second, and he's just, you know, he's not, you could, uh, that has happened multiple times and no one's cared. Mm-hmm. But now Mitch McConnell is a name. Right. And so, you know, I think his newfound celebrity status is probably the antithesis of what he wants to be. Right, and I think it, the, I mean, look, it's not as if he hasn't made headlines. I mean, if you go back to, you know, uh, the the whole denying, uh, you know, the Gar- Merrick Garland, let's not get into that today, <laughs> the whole <laughs> Merrick Garland, you know, denying him his seat, basically uh, not fulfilling his constitutional duties and getting, you know, rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're really not being much of a backlash, uh, you know, much. And now, though, it has turned, and you're right, that I don't think he's, he doesn't really have another play in the book. Um, he'll go down with this He'll either go down or be reelected either way with this, with this playbook of just yep. you, you know mm-hmm. you take care of your your uh, sponsors and uh, you don't give a shit about anyone else and it's craven power for power's sake. Period. Mm-hmm. I think uh, sadly historically he's going to be probably one of the most effective Senate leaders of all time. Right, and that is that is unfortunately true. <coughs> and in the past that was measured by what you could get past. Right, you know. Now it's measured by what you could block, right? And in that in that context, yeah, absolutely. When I was actually in Kentucky uh, and one of the, the districts that voted largely 
uh, for McConnell uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I do an annual show there, and they showed up, and I was asking about um, why Mitch McConnell is so popular. And they said he's not. They hate him. Mm-hmm. But they recognize the name. Right. And that, so that's just <laughs> indicative of the political process, uh, the worldwide at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can go into all the crazy people in England now. Oh, and he's not a Democrat. That was, that was a big thing, yeah, too. That helps, yeah. <laughs> that was one of my things, is do, do words matter anymore? Like, th- those seem to be the only words that seem to matter to voters, not racist, not liar, not, you know, crook, not, you know, scheming con man. Democrat, Republican. And why is that? That has been a, something well, in my mind... Over and over again, it's like, you know, you, you can look at the states that vote Republican and they're being screwed the, the worst by the Republicans, Let's yet they still vote for First, them. why those words don't work. Mm-hmm. So crook, liar, criminal, right. they're used multiple times a day from everybody towards everybody. There's there's no meaning to them anymore. Right. They've lost, like, the when, uh, when um, uh, horrible president... Shook his fingers a lot. Nixon. Nixon. <laughs> There's so many, I didn't know where they, to start. They shake fingers. They're finger shakers. And uh, when when um, he said he's not a crook, the term crook actually meant something. There was something mm-hmm. that you can quantify it. You can actually uh, turn it into something. But right now, voters from all sides have been barraged with, that's a crook, that's a crook, that's mm-hmm. a bad guy, that's a sleazeball, that's a liar. Mm-hmm. That has no meaning anymore. So now the only thing that they can differentiate with is, oh, they want to uh, abort people or they don't. Or they want to take all my money or they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's these large swatches of what's going on right now. And it's a little bit sad, uh, but it's exactly how we built it. Yeah. You know, words words lose their meaning when they're overused or used improperly. Well, the, uh, go ahead. Go, uh, just the opposite of that is the, the Republican Party has gone full-on bonkers on the word liberal or Antifa or um, protester even, is un-American, um, patriot. They get those words across to their base, and it actually seems to hold ground. Why can't the opposite words... Because they don't, they don't hold ground. They, just, they have no meaning anymore. Yeah. You know, un-American... Just means someone against me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not really what it means. Well, and, both, and both sides use that phrase. Yeah, right. yeah they do. You know. They do. So let's say let's use the term racist. So a bunch of lefties call someone a racist. It happens all the time mm-hmm. for maybe like non-racist reasons. I so, mean, look at the look at the reaction that the New York Times got with their sixteen nineteen project. Uh, this is this magazine edition that they put out this past weekend. Uh, super in-depth coverage about the history and the impact of slavery mm-hmm. because the first slaves brought to the New World in 1619. So they called it the 1619 Project. and um, So 400 years of slavery. And, uh, you know, thoroughly researched, thoroughly sourced, and their reaction instantaneously to it was, how dare you call us racist? And you're like... Uh, I don't think we were calling you, you know, Duff protest a little too much, you know, and well, um, it's either that or it's just, it's a clarion call. It's a, it's, it is a, a dog whistle for liberals. Right. But it, I mean, it can be, but in a, but the, the, here's where it's changed to, bef- I guess before any politician left, right or center certainly did not want to get, well, not any, but most did not want to get tagged <laughs> with the racist 
<laughs> right. Okay. Right. Most did not. That was something to be avoided. It still is for most, but on the Republican side, um, it, it's it's. I think to be tagged as a racist now, they almost. I don't want to say they say it as a see it as a badge of honor, but amongst their uh, amongst their base, when when the left calls somebody on the right a racist, the right the right base doesn't see that as a smear or an attack or they see it well they see it as a smear but they don't see it as a legitimate attack well, it's a, it's it doesn't mean anything it doesn't matter what is being said from the left or the right mm-hmm. it's just oh well if you're calling him a racist that means you know, I'm a racist I'm not a racist so like the, the over usage of it has, has made the term racist watered down as well you know because now it's so loud there's a, a whole swatch of uh, people on the left that will say if you didn't like Barack Obama you're a racist Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's really it's a, there's just sections and factions all over. Not everyone, of course, and it's a very small minority of people that, that come to that. But see, that's what we do. We pull extremes; they pull extremes, and it's it's that's it waters down all the language that way. Hmm. So now, now here's a thought, though: yeah. Are they being overused because they are are perpetrating these acts that? Call out being, you know, called a racist. Do you know I don't what I think mean? So. Are, are more things happening now that we should be weary of, but because the language has been watered down and they are just are all doing it or whatever the case may be, our president now does it. You know, I mean, he, he has these rallying cries of hate and fear mm-hmm. built right into his rallies, into his, you know, he went to a, just a, a place in Pittsburgh or something like that, an energy place, and he had a rally, and a, a just, you know, it's usually a 20-minute speech. Of, but by a crowd. Yeah. And the shell workers were forced, they, to, if they, they wanted to get paid, yeah. they yeah. had to go. They had to go. But, you know, the whole point of it is, is these things are just now out there so much more often than... Uh, Wallace blocking the the school doors was a big deal, right? You know what I mean? The, well, I mean, exactly. in the news. No, no, you're right. You know, and we're checking all the time too. You know, that's that's the hard part. So, is overusage of something watering it down? But is there more things to overuse it on? Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a, a it's you know language changes. Um, historically, language changes, meaning changes. Throughout history, things don't mean the same that they used to mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in one of those very stark phases. Um, where uh, you know something has gotten so watered down that it no longer holds meaning for for people. So uh, I you know I call Rob a racist uh, because he didn't like you know Barack Obama's last term, and suddenly that if you're on the right that's your badge of honor for look I finally I made it. But one of them called me this. But mm-hmm. the effect of that is this that you have a president and others, but mainly the president, who go out and use explicitly racist language, objectively Mm -hmm. racist language and Mm -hmm. racist points of view, and it is no longer a liability politically. I mean, that Rubicon has been crossed by Republicans, whereas before they'd be like, well, let's not go that far. We'll see, you know, well, we want to make it... So if you go back to the era of Lee Atwater, if you remember who Lee Atwater was, he was George W. Bush's... Uh, you know, political guru mm-hmm. who got him elected in 88. And of course, Lee Atwater is one that came up with the Willie Horton ads, this very racist thing. And then they, of course, they sh- and they did it through the third party, you know, and they shielded George W. from that. And, oh, I don't, or George H.W., sorry. And, oh, I'm not racist. This other group is, I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. <laughs> right. And Lee Atwater was, and he was, you know, uh, a ruthless political operator. But he knew, he was smart enough, let's put it that way, at least for the time, to know, like, 
you go this far but no farther. All right. We'll push it to this, and then you back off, and you go, okay, eh, you know, damage done. We can we can retreat now, and we don't have to go over the line. Now there is no line. Right. They're just it doesn't matter anymore. And the president can say, and his allies can say explicitly racist things, and then just simply deny, well, that's not racist. I didn't, or just, I didn't say that, or mm-hmm. that's not what I meant. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? So, and I don't want to like, make the assumption that Trump came up with this. He's just benefiting from it. Yeah, and, but I, I also think he's a deeply, I think he's personally, I think he is a racist person. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at his history and everything else, I mean, this is a guy who is a racist. And, and he's he's been shielded by that by saying, well, well you know, God, I, I got this black guy working for me. Or, you know, my, my kids are Jewish. What are you, my grandkids are Jewish. What are you talking about? And, I, you know, I think that's too, and people just go, well, you know, how can he be anti-Semitic if his grandchildren are Jewish? And you're like, the world is not that simple. Well, and you know, it's, it, for people like Trump, it isn't what color you are, it's how much money you have, and can you be at my golf course, and where you give me some point. money, and, and, and that, he, is, that is the new race that they absolutely. are trying to create. If you're, if you're of color, and you are rich, mm-hmm. on par with, yeah, you're right, then he's, those barriers don't apply much and, anymore. And that's the wiggle But he has, some, he has some deeply held biases about people of color, mm-hmm. or people of other you know, nationalities or whatever, which we've seen play out over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And there's no, there's been little political price to pay. And in fact, there's been political reward right. for it. That's the troubling thing. Right, exactly. And then when you see people that take his words and then go get a gun and shoot up a Walmart, and I'm going to go get those invading Mexicans. And then he uses the, the you know, shooter's words in his speech again. And then, you know, it's, it's a repeat you know, process. And there he is, the most obscene photo of this guy's presidency so far to me is him standing there with that baby with his thumb out and the stupid shit-eating grin on his face. This baby who was orphaned, you know, because of the words he spoke. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's clueless about what... It's just ridiculous. And, of course, the baby picture was arranged because nobody in the hospital that was recovering would meet with him. Mm-hmm. He came all the way to El Paso just assuming, well, everyone will want to meet with me. And, of course, he gets there. No, no, it just, again, shows you the complete lack of any sort of competence in this administration. No, there's no advanced team. Any other presidency, there's an advanced team. There's somebody that goes in and checks and goes, make sure, okay, we've got, you're going to go to room two, three, we talk to these people, they're all set, great. They just show up and he goes, where are they? And the people are like, fuck you. And, and that's he's like, uh, too. get the baby. <laughs> the baby can't say fuck you, get him in here. The baby probably said fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling though, I mean, that's telling about uh, uh, 2020. Yeah, well, we hope. We hope. Now this is this is where okay so maybe this is where we can pivot. Yeah. Uh, so 2020 is a good pivot point to talk about. So, you know, there's no guarantee this guy's going to lose, except except if the economy tanks. And we talked about this before. That <coughs> you know, he was a he was on a ticking clock. Yeah. That yeah. this this falsely boosted economy that he's created, this sugar high economy. Uh, if it doesn't come crashing while he's in office or in his first term, you know, it won't matter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it certainly will be to the long-term detriment if, even if he loses in 2020 and a Democrat takes over, if it hits in the first, it could hit the day after the election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he would go, oh, see, because you didn't reelect me. <laughs> you know, that's why, that's why I tanked. 
we all know it's going to tank. Every economist has been saying. Now, the thing is, is it's interesting. They're all saying, oh, within the next one to two years. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it will. I think we're going to see it even earlier than that. And I hate to say this, but when the market loses 800 points, there's a part of me that goes, yes. Of course, then I look at my portfolio and I go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and you have a portfolio to look at. Yeah. Well, and there's, that's the good part. Maybe I should be a Republican? No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying, think of the guy that doesn't have one that's like, you know, oh. going to get really affected. Yeah, well, that's true. Right. Uh, right, but I mean, we're all going to get, hey, look, just today, uh, steel company in Detroit, Great Lakes Steel, I think they, they're laying off 200 people. They're closing their blast furnace in Detroit. <laughs> Tariffs, soft markets, they don't know, and they just say, we, we just, there's, the, it's a soft market for U.S. steel now. Yeah. And they explicitly said, the tariffs have just created instability in our markets. They're going to lay off 200 steel workers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we've seen auto factories close. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Farming. The farmers are on welfare, essentially. So, all right. All right, here, is, here comes Conspiracy to... Rob. Oh, good. <laughs> Cons uh, conspiracy right. Rob. Our first, our first segment of our return show. <laughs> it's time for Conspiracy Rob. Had, I called this out when he became and he started knocking off all our allies and pissing them off. And what he's trying to do is get his buddies in the deal that already was there. So, yes, the steel will go down, the farm will go down, China won't get our, our farm goods, we'll, we'll be depressed in our Midwest, we'll be depressed in our steel, we'll be depressed in our automakers. All of these things will, will lower the price of these companies for Donnie's buddies, the new oligarchs, to come in, sweep in, Pick them all back up again and have new suppliers and new lines of trade and new all of these things. It's a new, it's a <coughs> new twist to the world economy. Is what Donnie and and China and Vladimir Putin are trying to do right now. They're, all right. they're trying the, to twist it the, up to where the one sticking point in that is that Putin and Russia have just signed exclusive trade deals with China, taking the place of all these corporations. Oh, right. Depressing ours even more. <laughs> right, you but I, they're I mean, not going to give those up again. Here's where I think things have changed. Okay, we, we talked. We started off at the top saying, "Well, nothing's changed," and now, <laughs> and now we just lied. And, uh, <laughs> but now I'm beginning to realize things have changed because, Rob, your what normally was your wackadoodle conspiracy point of view mm -hmm. now makes complete fucking sense to me. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, changed. That's the change. But 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 yeah. I mean, I think that. Um, so, for instance, I mean, there was an article last week, and uh, talking about how, like, okay, so because of all the food tariffs, and the farmers are now getting these subsidies, mm -hmm. basically government welfare, right. because of his ridiculous tariff policy. And, and pennies on the and the penny and the, and, and the, the, the right exactly. So they're, they're, these family farms are going down, mm -hmm. and what's happening? The they're not closing. No. They're not going to open. They're being bought by corporate farming, mm -hmm. you know, companies. Right. And so at the end of the day. This is a good thing for his corporate buddies. You're right in that sense, and and you could see it elsewhere. So when we say oligarchs, I think people may think immediately Russian billionaires, but no, it's it's our own homemade oligarchs right. that yeah. will sweep in and buy these. But industries. how do they get uh, their market share back? Uh, by opening up new trade to countries that we wouldn't have traded with, uh, we, uh, Iran, for one. I mean, the, the, if well, he goes in and, and and has war and. 
five years later, we've installed our own democracy or whatever you want to call it over there, the same thing that, that uh, um, no. uh, uh, Cheney no. did in That's Iraq, a- put in a big corporation to build it up and you know make it look like, or, or make it actually shit so Maybe. it falls down again, so they have to go back in Maybe. and build it again. I mean, these are the, 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 the cycles that, like, the World Bank, are, are they're all involved in. Maybe. I mean? Maybe that's one way to do it. But that seems rather involved. It might be more. It might be easier for them to, okay, so they buy a company at, a, at its low ebb, all right, mm-hmm. when its market share is low, they buy it low, and then they strip it and sell it apart and just close it. And close and it. And they sell it for parts. Mm-hmm. And they still walk away with a buttload of cash. Everyone else is fucked, mm-hmm. but they crazy. walk away with cash. And, right? and, and their market happy. share went to one of their buddies who's giving them a kickback then. Right. You know, I mean... Like, like Putin, you know. So Putin's selling soy to China. That's not a, that, that's a, a Russian-owned corporation. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a governmental entity selling to China. He's not going to give up his market share. I think it's... A, He'll buy pieces of what he needs. Right. They'll, yeah, it's a chop strip, shop. They'll strip it up and yeah, sell it off. Yeah. And who cares? And everyone's out of work, but I don't fucking care. I got my money. Yeah. And uh, the difference, you know, it's interesting because, like, when Russia transitioned out of the Cold War into, you know, a, a, a capitalist-type economy, although it's never really been, but when those oligarchs swept in in the 90s and bought all those state-run industries, mm-hmm. the difference was... Those state-run industries had exclusive monopoly contracts mm-hmm. because they were state-run. Right. So you buy Gazprom, and you are now supplying gas to, you know, a third of the continental, you know, Asia is beholden to you for gas. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a different economic model. Here, you're right because the if you sink it to the point that the market share is gone, then it's you just sell it for its constituent parts. And do people are people smart enough to recognize that while it's happening? I don't know. Or you've built, <laughs> or you've built up another sector to take up that that market share. Like I said, you know, I don't know the particulars of how this how this okay. access change is going to happen. Right. But or you I bust am, the unions, uh, or you bust the unions. Yeah. You come in and say, well, look, I, I want to keep you all employed, but you got to get rid of this fucking union, and I'm going to pay you ten bucks an hour. Take it or leave it. Right. Okay. Did anybody see that we were talking about McConnell? Did anybody see that story about the two hundred million dollars uh, right after he yes. he really lobbied hard to get rid of sanctions on one particular person in Russia? Then that company came mm-hmm. in and Deripaska. And Deripaska. Yeah, that's and in the program. part of that article, it, it was giving you the playbook of of how Russia has gone and done that around the world. As you go and you get a dirty deal on someone like Mitch McConnell, you get compromise on Lindsey Graham, you get compromise on, on on what do they on have these, on Lindsey Graham? Well, yeah. and now and, and oh, we haven't even touched on yeah, okay. the They'll real compromise. Yeah. Yeah. next but, segment. Yeah, the 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 whole point of it is is though. That is the playbook. Is these these people of billions and billions of dollars of, of actual cash on hand, plus the markets that they control, have immense power to just wipe it out, clean it up, take their parts, put in a new one, brand new one over here, and they could probably get a government contract because they put on solar panels. You know what I mean? And and those type of things are now just swirling around our government like it's like it's regular business. And it never used to be. That's my whole big thing. And Eisenhower, you know, <clears throat> basically warns us of this 
50 years ago yeah. that this was going to happen, and now we're seeing it, and no one cares because we're worried about right. someone being a racist, or we have riots somewhere, or we have these civil well, unrest. Which are instigated in a large part by Russian entities right. to get us to fight over things that aren't the real issue that... Like you said, mm-hmm. that they're they're really doing this. Mm-hmm. They get, you argue over B and C. We're going mm-hmm. after A, right? And you guys can argue over B and C. And that's and, all good. And we'll and we'll stir that up. And we'll we'll create you know uh, 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 you know uh, crap uh, controversy over things like you know who murdered Seth Rich or uh, you know all that stuff. And we'll just stir that shit up. And we're really doing these other things. I mean, there's a great. I, talking to this before David, but great series on uh, Netflix called The Family. Oh, watch that one. Let's talk about that one. And, yeah. and uh, talking about the Russians mm-hmm. using this this government religious mm-hmm. you know entity that's been melded together over the decades and the Russians coming in going, perfect. And, and what I thought was the critical point of that is these religious men who have Narrowed down the Bible and the teachings of Jesus down to, well, if I've got it, then it must be ordained by Jesus. If I'm getting these wealths and riches and things, they teach them to go into these awful leaders and not judge them, which, oh, yeah. is, which is what American presidents normally did, is they would hold back, you know, you got civil rights abuses over here, we're not going to give you any grain this month. You know, they would, they would negotiate back and forth on how they're treating these people, Inhofe, that, that was the name they kept on. I, I knew that guy was freaking creepy. Um, <laughs> but kept on coming up, and they, they go on these, these trips, and they make basically treaties, and they make uh, deals with these ruthless leaders, and they don't judge. They just say, okay, well, now we're in God's grace. If you're with me, now we're in God's grace, and we can go and do anything, which is what you know right. you hear from out of Trump all the time. Is he's the evangelical leader? I can do anything with my my presidency. I, I I'm above the law. You, you, the Congress can't stop me. These type of things come out of his mouth, and he's absolutely, positively in, entrenched with the family. You know that's who is oh, around. Yeah. That's who's around Trump it's, right now. Is the family. If the, you haven't watched that on Netflix, you got it. And really, it's, it. it's 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 worth watching. Yeah. And uh, the thing I found interesting was they've they've taken the notion of Jesus. You know Jesus preaching to the masses and Jesus being synonymous with the Lamb and the innocent, and they just said, "Yeah, fuck that." Yeah. And they said, "No, no, Jesus is the wolf. You know, Jesus, we're going to preach to the wolf kings. Jesus is power. This muscular version of Jesus, where he's a, he's about power. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus was really about." And you go, "I, I seem to recall reading something different." <laughs> I, I, you know, I. Yeah, okay. Well, I thought the, the you know, book, the, the, the Bible well, they, that they give them is like well, know, a quarter inch thick. You, it's just all stripped down. Well, just it was just, it's need. supposed to be just the things that he said in the Bible. And you would see, you've seen Bibles like this where it's yeah. just in red. Yeah, the Jefferson and, you know, Bible. Right, exactly. And these are just the things that, that Jesus said and all the rest is, yeah. But even that they pared down. Because yes. they're like, well, that's inconvenient. <laughs> it's like the Mike Adams Bible. <laughs> it is. It's like the Mueller Report. The Mueller Bible. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, it's more like the Bar Bible, because yeah, <laughs> Bar was the one that did all that crap. So, um, yeah. So, all right. So, 2020. Ooh. All right. Back to 2020. Right, right. Because, our, you know. The Who's our top is, three? Yeah. Who are we? Who, uh, it's ours to lose, is it not? I mean, when I say ours, I mean progressive Democrats. Isn't it ours to lose? Uh, uh, yeah. 
I think as uh, no, no, we're really we're to come. Yeah, <laughs> it's not ours to lose. You don't think? No. Why? What no. Do you think? Um, I think that there is. Uh, I I the only thing I truly believe in is the progressive liberal circular firing squad. Right. That is the only thing I absolutely know will happen 100% because it always does. Mm-hmm. Always. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah, you saw that in the debates. You know, I wrote the damn bill! You know, they're arguing about oh. the same thing. They both yeah. want the same thing, but they'll argue with each other about how to Yeah, and then they're going to disparage <laughs> one another. You know, just wait till you know, uh, Buttigieg is, you know, they're, they're making fun of him being gay, and then, you know, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris isn't black enough. Rah, you know, well, you're already hearing that. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's just And it's, now she's the corporate shill. She's taken from oh, And it's not... And no, she's she slept her way to the top. She's, she's the corporate shill. Taken, she's, she's not black enough. Not, not even the candidates. You know, it's just... It's... It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's worrisome. You know, it, it's progressive demagoguery is what it is. And, kind of. and, and putting, you know, uh, these candidates on this pedestal is the absolutely only person that can save us. Right. You know? And it's, it's the same thing that the Trumpers do to Trump. Um, it's uh, a lot. We saw a little bit of that when Obama was elected. Um, the can do no wrong Obama people, mm-hmm. but the the liberal demagoguery is pervasive. There are tried and true, dead to rights, Buttigiegers, Beto guys, Kamala people, Bernie people, Warren people. There's probably still some Hillary well, Clinton people out it's, there. It's more, and it's yes. I mean, that's all true. But I'm what I'm seeing, and I just when I'm on Twitter. Uh, just tooling around in there. What I'm seeing in that regard of the the progressive demagoguery, it's the fringe candidates like this Andrew Yang. Yeah, he's like the new Bernie of this cycle in terms yeah. of the supporters <laughs> who are out there attacking anyone mm-hmm. who asks a question about him or says, "Look, maybe he's an interesting guy, but let's face it, he doesn't have a chance to win." Okay, well, he, he can't really win. Let's get serious, and then they just and they're all over him. Right, and uh, and they, and they're not all over them in a way to say. Hey, you're wrong. Here's why. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it, it, they're all over him to say you're not black enough. You slept your way to the top. You, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how they they go about it. And that's where. And then what happened? And then so then they they lay this you know uh, scorched earth that then the opponents, the Republicans or other opponents, then go, oh well, you know, well they've been accused of being a corporate show. I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. By a fringe. Oh Jesus. And who's the model of this? The Bernie Bros. 2016. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah unfortunately. They, unfortunately, I mean... And, you know, and then and then Bernie got into it, he believed them, and he started to disparage the person he was in the primary with, and that just gave talking points to the opposition. Right. And this but, is, I mean, you, you hear it in every one of the candidates, even Biden now, Bernie's talking points of 2016 are now... You know, full and center of all the Democratic uh, candidates. Well, not all of them, because there was the you know she's a horrible human being talking points. You know, they haven't all adopted. This is I don't think any of this 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 is coming from mm-hmm. the candidates in so much as they're 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 railing on one another uh, personally and to in debates and and about one another. It's from their supporters. Mm-hmm. And uh, what Bernie did in 2016 is he believed his supporters. Yeah. So to believe his own press. And uh, that's where things got wacky there. Well, and I it did, and it did, and I think he also and we go go back ad nauseum. We talked about right. how he did not, when the time came, when the time was okay, she has defeated me in this primary process. I'm no longer, you know, that he he didn't really truly acquiesce, mm-hmm. and he didn't. So there's my question now: Will these candidates 
Right. And acquiesce. And become full-throated supporters. So if Biden, look at Biden, okay, he sees, all right, this is my last, you know, this is his last chance. I mean, this is an 80-year-old guy, mm-hmm. okay, and uh, he's, you know, kind of kicking himself that he didn't run in 2016, and so he's like, all right, this is my chance, this is my shot, and, um, but let's say it doesn't work out for him, and it may not, and uh, will he, and let's say Kamala Harris is the one that kicks his ass. Um, let's say it's Buttigieg. Let's, who, it doesn't even matter who. Will he become a full-throated supporter of that person, or will he just be nominally go... Yeah, yeah, of course you got to vote for him. Well, kind of mumble and walk away. So, because, uh, because Biden, you know, the thing about Biden was, Biden is good on this. Biden, when he gets mad, in, in, he, can be, uh, he can be effective. When he is, you know, really kind of railing on, on the opposite. You just want Uncle Joe to be facing the other, the other direction. Right. That's all you kind of want to just turn him when he's got that machine and you're like, yeah, could you face it that way, so, please? This is, this is a, a bigger uh, question, though. Um, so, because it applies to all of them, you know, would Biden do it? Right. I think, yeah. Would Elizabeth Warren? I think, sure. Harris? Yeah. All the old school, you know, right. political operatives? Yeah, I think so. Beto? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, would a judge? I think he may. He, he will, because he's young enough. He sees a political future. He's not going to burn that bridge now. Right. Bernie? Yeah, he no. hasn't even made. It oh no, Bernie! Future. No, that's a given. And Bernie, I mean, you look at Bernie's polling numbers. It's like it's not going to happen, fella. He should see it right now. I mean, I'm sorry. I think he some, should be honest and I see. This is not going to happen for me. I, I I hope that Bernie ends up, you know, acquiescing to a VP job or a cabinet job or something yeah. like that, but, and and be on a trail with another candidate. You know, get to in the, kind. Right. I, he should. I mean, he can't drop out now. And no. I understand there's a whole variety I mean, of reasons he, why he, he can't. is running third and, and that's, right now. Necessarily he? shouldn't. Right. Right. Necessarily <laughs> shouldn't. But once it begins to become a little bit more tight. And certainly after the next round of debates, and it's clear that he's not going to move up, you want to talk about resurrecting his stance and his reputation, he should drop out at that point and, like, I'm, okay, I'm not going to take this to the bitter end. Mm-hmm. And he should say, I'm here now to support whoever the nominee is. Well, no, he's not going to do that. Don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> I'm just saying. Isn't his presence right now indicative of the fact he hasn't learned his lesson? I, but, you know, you know I mean, that's, the, that's the thing I was talking about is the $15 an hour, the, the universal health care. All of those things that he was campaigning on right. in 2016 are now part but, of the campaigns so, of all the candidates on that stage. Right. So stop so, campaigning for Bernie Sanders. I mean, saying if you're Bernie, stop mm-hmm. campaigning for yourself. Mm-hmm. Campaign on those issues. Right. Create uh, This is the, the progressive blue wave of 2020. The Bernie Sanders progressive blue wave tour. I'm talking issues. I'm not talking candidates. But I don't I'm only going to talk issues. I don't think he can get that crowd to listen if he's not a presidential candidate. Okay. Here's the thing. Good point. You Here's know. the thing. So people are listening because now his talking points have been adopted, right? Mm-hmm. So just like we were saying in 2016, the message resonated. The messenger failed. <laughs> yeah. So the message is still resonating. People are using it, and they're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. The messenger will still fail. That hasn't changed. Right. And and Right. So... And, and you hear that from anybody who likes Bernie, doesn't like Bernie. Boy, I wish he talked right. different. Boy, Here's, I wish he looked different. Boy, you know, it's the right. it's the, it's the package that's the presenting this Here's, stuff. Here's what look like Yoda. So let's <laughs> so let's so let's let, so looking at twenty twenty. Let's let's ask two questions and see if we can answer. All right. If you could wave your magic wand, hmm. who would be the president in twenty twenty? Forget. Who would forget defeating Donald Trump? You just wave your wand and boom, they're in the White House in 2020. So it's not elected, put the electability shit to the side. 
who, if you had your deepest, darkest, deepest whatever wish, would be the next president of the United States? Can I ask States? one question? Okay. Has the recession hit yet? <laughs> uh, okay. I think that's inevitable to hit no matter what. But when, but, but when, when is when the key. Is, yeah. All right, let's say it did. It did. Okay. Um, it hits in October of this year. I want... It hits, and then I want a policy-driven person with uh, that can get us out of a mess. Warren. Okay. I am Warren as well. I want I want Warren Bernie to be the ticket. Oh, that's yeah. and and it's an interesting. Okay, I want Warren Bernie right. just for that fact of send Bernie out to these these because she sucks at the public speaking. She's not bad. I mean, I she's not, she sucks, she, but, she, but you know, she okay. comes off hokey. Bernie's got that down. He 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 can get a crowd. He can get the, okay. the points across. It's a, it's a good mix of personality. You know, it's interesting. There. I wasn't going to say Warren. Until you brought up the whether it crashed or not, and I guess I'd have to say you're right. If it has crashed mm -hmm. already, I would go Warren. Book. Then I would go Warren. Okay, it hasn't crashed. Okay, so the status quo is in place. Is that perfect? The status oh, quo is that. there's no there's no recession. <laughs> there's no recession. Mm -hmm. Who do you want to be president? No recession. Right, and it's a gonna hit. Well, you don't know. You okay. do. You don't, it, it hasn't hit yet. You still have a chance to reverse the things that are going to make it hit. You're, you're, if you're, you're deluding my question. Okay. <laughs> who, if you just hasn't hit, you just want this person to be the president, regardless. Who do you vote for? Trump. Or who do you want? <laughs> <laughs> because it's coming, and he's got to hold the bag. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm saying in 2020. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You know, I had this thought out, and you just ruined it all. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I do. <laughs> Answered it all wrong. You didn't answer it the way you're supposed to. <laughs> I feel like I'm in class. <laughs> There's no wrong answers, John. We all know. I'm backing up my points. I don't. Um, See me after class. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so Trump in 2020. All right, that's yeah, your answer. Because it's going to hit. Okay, it's that's hit. that's your answer. All right. Or you know, Ivanka. I don't care. <laughs> One of them. Um, I still say Warren. I, I really do. Okay. I, I think that even if it's going to hit, plan, in her, even guess. if it's going to hit in the first quarter of her first yep. term. If I have to pick a Democrat, though, I and I know because the recession's hitting, and they're going to be a one and done. Right. I'm going Harris because she is just she's a jump right at it sort of thing. Right. Like that's I don't have time. I don't have time. Right. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't suffer fools. And, yeah. Uh, and she's. <laughs> So she's she uh, will strong she's smart, and she's uh, and she's got fire. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say Harris, yeah. and I was going to do it in the true spirit of my question, which is <laughs> for whatever the, the economy doesn't matter. I was just what magic wand question would be. I would like Kamala Harris to be our next president because That's not a bad choice though. It, it, because and this again, we're not talking electability, but only because uh, we need look. Trump is like the heroin. Okay, we've been we've just been shooting up now, and we just did an overdose. She is no dose of fucking Narcan <laughs> that they need to come in and just right into the chest, and you know, you know, we need to wake up, and it's like an antidote to what we've been going through because exactly what you were saying. Um, Your analogy is terrifying, <laughs> that, but that's the world is terrifying. That makes well, I mean, we already have <laughs> makes them what? Bernie the methadone. <laughs> All right, now forget forget magic wands. Who do you think can defeat Trump in twenty twenty? Who All can of, be elected? I think the top three could. Okay, what's your ticket then? I do. I, Who's I think, gonna be I the think, top? I think, I think Biden, Warren, Harris, 
Or Bernie could potentially beat him. Yes. Okay. Can a ticket with Kamala Harris at the top defeat Donald Trump in 2020? I yeah. Know, I know too many Americans. That's, no. This is what I was trying, yeah. to, no. trying to poke at. And that's what I'm worried about. Because as much as I love Harris, and I think she's like really what we need, you know, and ultimately, look, whoever the nominee is, I mean, the only ones that... You know, never say never, because there were a lot of Republicans that said, oh, vote forever is the nominee, and they ended up voting for Trump. Well, uh, like, Marion Williamson, no, sorry. Uh, yeah. we're, we're fucked at that point. I'm not, I won't have time to vote because I'm too busy smuggling rubles out of the country and getting my children passports and getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but uh, most of the, it does, I, even the people I don't, it, it, uh, yeah, you got my vote. But, but I don't. I guess I think that at this point, Biden needs to be at the top of the ticket. A Biden-Harris ticket, that's a winner. I think that's a winner. That could win. That could win. I'm, and then I'm you not going to say that. And that then Warren win. is your Secretary of the Treasury. And you say it up front. Mm-hmm. We win, she's Secretary of the Treasury. Because it's always the normal, oh, we're going to wait, and then we did a demo, vet people. I fuck that. Are you precasting? Yeah. I think you just say. I think you just say. <laughs> And Warren and Elizabeth Warren's gonna be my secretary of the and treasury. Why, why and get her cut to come along on the tour. Why not list out all fucking twenty? I mean, give Marion yeah, whatever, Marion whatever her name is, you know, <laughs> as a secretary of hoodoo. <laughs> whatever she does, well, she could be the she new hot secretary. The, yeah, she could be, she could be a secretary herself. I know she can. Hoodoo, <laughs> whatever she practices, uh, her self help. Uh, you know, and, and you know, on the debate stage, it was nice to hear all those voices. It, it, it was. You had one guy that was all climate change. You got one guy that was, you know, a working man. And I take a shower after work guy. I can't remember his name. But, <laughs> was okay. that Bennett? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I take a shower uh, after work, not before work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was just some to, to, you know, get at the working man. And I, yeah. I come home, I'm dirty, I need a shower type of thing. But it came off really, really, really weird. I want um, you to imagine me in the shower. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what everybody did. What? Why do you take a shower at stage? No, when I go in the shower, I start by shampooing my. Okay, what's happening? <laughs> Most guys only wash a couple of places. I wash them all. <laughs> okay. But that was my thought when I saw twenty. You know, twenty candidates. No. I think it was twenty-two. I think that was party. a mistake on the Democratic. But place, that was my never thought. Was, is, you know, just is if I win, I'm going to you know put all these people. All these people have good ideas. We're we're going to be in a cabinet together. We're go back to the twenty people. You know, okay. So that circular firing squad. If you don't let them all up there, they are going to rail against let the them. Democratic Party. Let them. What happened last time? Well, they're going to rail anyway. They Once are. they get eliminated from the process, let the railing occur early. No, I mean, like, the, the Democratic Party is going to get completely lambasted if they don't let them all up. It's just another conspiracy. They're trying to keep them down again. You're right. I mean, that there would be that. There's but no I, win. But, there, but that's going to happen yeah. anyway. And, um, and I think as long as you're transparent about it, you have to be transparent. I think if you just said from the beginning, 20 is too many. Mm-hmm. Like, our number one goal is to defeat the, the Cittolini guy, mm-hmm. okay? we got to defeat this fucker. <clears throat> That's our goal, all right? 20 is too many. The goal's got to be 10, and you have to meet this criteria. And we can only allow in 10. The first 10 to reach this goal are in. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. 
I mean, that if you're transparent about it, I think you should be okay. Well, you're going to run into what you're saying, David. I think you're right. When, even when you're transparent about it, yeah. people I agree. only hear what they want. I know, mm-hmm. that's true, and that's totally true. And But we're going to have to deal with it one way or the other. I'd rather deal with it early on. Yeah. Instead of it yeah. coming later in the campaign, mm-hmm. you know, into into the middle of next year, fuck that. I'd rather deal with it yeah, now, and they can all peter themselves out, and you go, okay, that's good. Get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I agree uh, with that. You know, so if that's going to happen, let it happen now. The yeah. other interesting scenario is, so Justin Amash, Westminster, Michigan congressman, since we last spoke, mm-hmm. he resigned as a Republican, he resigned from the Republican Party, became an independent. He... Uh, he was, of course, the only Republican to call for the impeachment uh, proceedings to, to occur against President Trump. And um, and so by becoming an independent, this guy's smart. I mean, yeah. you could, whatever you want to say about Justin Amash, smart guy. Because the minute he came out against Trump, of course, there's, oh, we're going to primary this guy. You know, and the DeVos family starts ginning up their right wing, you know. Yeah, which is right in his district. Cloning machine. Yeah. And, uh, and then he just said, oh, yeah, guess what? I'm an independent now. See you in the election. Like he just bypassed the whole primary thing. Like I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so he just—you can't primary him. He's an independent. I'll see you in November. Mm-hmm. But he is. There's a lot of talk about him flirting with a libertarian president presidential run, mm. which this year will not will be a detriment to Trump more mm. than it would be to the Democratic candidate. Right. Yeah. Uh, whereas last time it was more of a, a, a drain on Democrats than it was on Republicans. So that's an interesting, and I think Amash, again, smart guy. It's not like he thinks he's going to win. Whereas, uh, who was the governor that ran as uh, the guy from Nevada, New Mexico? No. Steiner? No, 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 no. That was Jill Stein. No, I'm talking about the guy that it was uh, his former governor. He ran as the libertarian candidate. Yeah. He kind of a goofy guy. Yeah, right, he was okay. likable. Oh, well, I remember. Can't yeah, think see, of his name. They, yeah. Um, all right, look at that up. Um, <laughs> that guy. That guy. Likeable guy, goofy kind of guy. You got a couple of chuckles out of him, and uh, but you got the sense like, oh my god, this guy thinks he's gonna win. <laughs> you know, you're like, you don't have a fucking shot at winning. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. reality is as reality is. And um, uh, whereas I think Amash, he would be running strictly to make sure that Trump did not win. Right. Which thrills me to no end. Mm-hmm. So I would hope, and I don't know what would work. Uh, but uh, if he could be induced to please run as... He's the only one that can do it. No other Republican is positioned or has at least indicated that they're willing to really take on Trump in a way that would be meaningful in 2020. you got William Weld in Massachusetts, but again, that's not somebody... Gary Johnson. Oh, God. Um, and nice, like I said, nice guy. See him in interviews, give you a couple of chuckles, and then he, you know, helped tank the election. That's yeah. scary. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that that's that. Oh, hello. Um, that is sort of a wild card that's out there, a third party candidacy, um, or somebody a serious Republican like a John Kasich. Although I don't think he will, but somebody like that saying, "I'm going to take this guy on in the primaries." In other words, I'm going to create division. This guy, I'm not just going to give him a clear path to the nomination. He'll win it. Look, he's going to win it. This party is the Trump party now. There's no doubt that he's going to be the nominee in 2020. Um, and I hear people talking about, oh, I think Trump's going to, you know, if, if shit gets really bad and it looks like he's not going to win, you know, he'll resign. And I'm like, oh, he won't resign. No. no. Uh, no. He can't resign, especially when they dragged Mueller up to the hill and Mueller finally had to say, like, well, yeah, he could face charges once he's not the president anymore. Mm-hmm. So for, for Trump, who's, you know, in his nearing 80 years old, 
Uh, he, he's thinking, well, if I can get reelected for four years, it would probably be the ball game, and I'm done. You know, I mean, how much longer is this guy going to live? Uh, you know, with the KFC <laughs> arteries. Uh, probably it's forever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a nightmare. Exactly. Um, so you know. Much like Dick Cheney. So a lot of wild cards, we're still so early, and like you said, so the wild cards are economy, yeah. you know, is a recession going to hit, when, how bad, third-party candidacy, uh, impeachment, you know, imp- yeah, where are we, okay, so good point, now we'll pivot to impeachment. Mueller, let's do the Mueller hearing first, what would you guys think? What, what, did, what was your, t- I mean, it was really the first time you got to see that press conference where he was a little jittery, then you got to see him up on the hill. The hill is high pressure. I think. How, how did he react? I think he was fine. I don't, there was nothing that he said, it was, his performance is exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. What I also expected was the media, the mainstream media generally, and most, most, a lot of progressives and others who were high, apparently, and thought he was going to get up there and go, you should impeach Donald Trump, he should be impeached, and start banging the table. I'm like, that was never going to happen. No. Mm-hmm. He was clearly going to do give you the performance, the exact performance that he gave, which really, when you look at the report, he, he has said, here's the evidence, it's not my job to pull this guy out of office. Right. The Constitution lays a, has a procedure to remove this douchebag from office. Mm-hmm. Use it. I'm giving you the gun. I'm giving you the bullets. You own the gun. Here's the bullets. <clears throat> All right? And everyone's like, well, I don't want to put the bullets in there. Can you put the bullets in there? Mr. Moe, can you put the bullets in? I don't want to touch, I don't want to touch it. Can you put the bullets in? And he's like, no, you fucking, I, you got the, here's the bullets. <laughs> so I, I don't, the performance was fine. I mean, once I've had time, I mean, when, when the report initially came out, and again, there was all this, what's it going to say? And then once you had time to actually read through it, and you go, okay, it's, and I get where he's coming from. If he's if he's coming from the point of view of you can't indict a sitting president, which I think that if a Democrat wins in 2020, that opinion, which, by the way, is not a Supreme Court opinion. That's an Office of Legal Counsel opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's just the lawyers at the time. That opinion, by the way, is, is 20 fucking years old. Right. It sat there for 20 years post-Clinton that you can't indict a sitting president. I mean, all you have to do is have the next guy go, yes, you can. Stamp mm-hmm. it. Now you can. And I think, frankly, if the Democrats take Congress, they should push it and make that a law. You can indict a sitting president. What a horrible, stupid precedent that set to say a president is essentially above the law. That's ridiculous. And Trump may have done us a favor, if this has a happy ending, uh, that he gets removed from office. But maybe he's done us a favor by showing us early the the weapons that can be utilized by a president if he's not beholden to any kind of ethical or moral boundaries. And you go, wow, that's that's a lot of power. Maybe we need to rein that in a little bit. And you can start by saying, yes, you can be indicted in office. And you can set a bar. I mean, you can say, there's got to be a certain level that's going to result in an indictment. But to just say, you can't be indicted, that's ridiculous. But Mm -hmm. that being the case, that's where Mueller was coming from. I think he did the best he could. I think all the evidence is there. It's clear that the guy has committed impeachable offenses, whether they do anything about it. Now, should they impeach him at this point? No. I hate to say it. I don't think they should. Unless, although they were talking about something the other day, of they're working with counsel, I guess Lawrence Tribe, famous lawyer, apparently has been working with top Democrats to say, can the House impeach him and not make a referral to the Senate. And you just go, you're impeached. Go about your business. 
and that way the Senate never uh, votes, on votes on it and never you know uh, exonerates him. And so you just leave it as a black mark, and you move on. It's possible, and I guess they're like exploring the constitutional. Can you do that? Hmm. That's interesting. I think if you can do that, and you can feel solid that we're, we cannot send a referral to the... Because we know what's going to happen in the Senate, all right? We just know. Before 2020, mm-hmm. we know what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. that being the case, that would be exactly what Trump wants, an exoneration in the Senate. For them to then, to then say, twice now I've been exonerated. And, we, and, and then even if the economy crashes, he'll have a, a perfectly legitimate excuse to say why it's not his fault. You know, I, 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 was, I could have been focused on the economy, but these Democrats wouldn't let me go, and they tried to impeach me, and I was exonerated, and he'll come out of here on the other side and definitely win in 2020. That's my worry. But if they can find a maneuver to impeach him and not send it to the Senate, well, uh, maybe that should be explored. I don't know. But that not being on the table? No, they shouldn't. Hmm. Just defeat him. Just get him out of there. I think the reason for impeachment proceedings and, and hearings is for what you're talking about. It's just to get it out in the, in the public, right. what's in the report. You know, people still, I mean, I, I, there were smoking guns right in, the, in Mueller's testimony, in Cohen's testimony, in other people's uh, testimony up on the Hill, um, even Dan Coates, he got, right. he got fired, he, he was against Trump all the time. All of these people have those... He was little, against Trump's lies. Yeah. He was against Trump. Yeah. He was against Trump's continual lies about intelligence matters. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> but that, in Trump's mind, is against Trump. I, I know. So all of those things put together, I think, create the, the atmosphere for a win for the Democrats. That, that's my thought on it, is you have to continue on with these, 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 these hearings and questions of, of witnesses and questions of key people in, in the administration. You have to do the subpoenas. You have to, you know, hold bar in contempt of court. When he doesn't testify, you have to do these things because that's what the Republicans would do. You know, the Republicans did this, and, and they did it for far, far less reason. They, it backfired on them with, with Clinton, but it got them the House. It got them the Senate. Right. No. Right. You know what I mean? Let's it, think it, about this, though. You, know, you keep doing that. You keep bringing people in. Aren't you just playing in to the, to the storyline that they're being badgered? Uh, it all will, depends on what comes out. But, but whatever comes out, will it change a mind? It will change, hopefully, the minds of the politicians who have to get votes no. after this damage. It won't change a voter's mind. We're everyone right now knows which way they're going to go in right. 2020. Mm-hmm. Already, you know, whether who's well, at the top of the ticket. They know they know whether it's going to be Trump or not Trump. Right. Yeah. It's a right. binary choice at this point. I mean, the third party's okay, great, whatever. But yeah, most people, the vast majority, I Trump, say not Trump. Just just quit giving them the lip service and have all those hearings once it's out. Hmm. You know, bring it all to light. You know, and then that way you don't, because you know, criminal doesn't matter anymore. Scumbag doesn't matter anymore. The words don't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being uh, subpoenaed by Congress, subpoena doesn't mean the same thing it used to. They don't have to follow it. Yeah. yeah. When no one follows it, that's the other frustrating as shit thing is, again, I see congressional uh, Democrats. I'm like, people don't follow your. Why are they not giving the House the sergeant at arms? 
he is he is duly constituted to go arrest people and br- haul them in, and they they don't I don't know why they don't use this power. Mm-hmm. You've subpoenaed somebody, they don't show. Guess what? And, and I guess that's what I want. That's is, that's a W thing too. Yeah, started yeah. way back then. Yeah, I mean, I, but but not to this. People still showed. Right. They obstruct. Maybe they they did. Oh, I taken the fifth or but they showed up. We had a couple no shows. You know. Um, I don't think he did. Yeah. Well, having this okay. administration in there has definitely showed how weak our laws yes. are. Yes. Our, 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 our system. Our, our, our system, system is weak. Our system well, and it also weak. shows it, it it shows that to the extent that the executive branch has too much power, and the power the executive branch has, it didn't grab it. Right. It was given. Yeah. It's been shoved over by the legislative branch willingly. Here, take it. All yours. Ever since the end of World War II, the legislative branch has just been put in. It started with the Cold War. I mean, mm-hmm. it started with you know the, the National Intelligence Act, 1947, signed by Harry Truman. I mean, it was a huge give to the executive branch, and the executive branch has been like, sure, okay. I mean, the the, the biggest thing that that Congress, the two biggest thing that Congress does is obviously power of the purse, and they don't truly exercise that anymore. They don't really exercise well, and, it anymore. Yeah. They're too behold and there's too many other things that are holding that down. And then the power to make declare war. Mm-hmm. And they've completely given up the whole war making, uh, you know, part of the and that needs to be reclaimed. Yeah. It needs to be absolutely reclaimed from the executive branch. No more. No, 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 no. No more military bullshit. No. Yeah. Sorry. There has to be a de- there has to be a debate in Congress. Yeah. We will have a debate. You must win it and then we'll vote to go to war. Fuck you. Yeah. There was two. Okay, tell me. Harriet Myers and Joshua Bolton ignored their subpoenas. And then uh, oh. a New York district, a U.S. district court judge in New York said they had to obey it, but then never enforced it. Huh. Well, this show, I learn something new every day on this show. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> Thanks. All right, well, there you go. Precedent from the W years. All right. So, uh, yeah, all right, well, you know, I, I don't know. Do you have any booze in this office? No, I wish. <laughs> School hasn't even started yet. <laughs> All right, well, it's... Uh, so, you, uh, back to Mueller, though. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, just for one quick second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was there anything in there that you thought he wouldn't say in front of Congress that he did say? I, I have one. Well, the only thing I thought was interesting, I don't know that it qualifies the one that you're saying, but the thing that's, that I thought was like, that I was glad to hear him say it, that made that trip worthwhile was the only thing was him and they kind of really had to beat it out of him was that he can be indicted after he leaves office right um and in other words there's no this you, you can whatever the fuck you do this will follow you when you leave up so this office of legal counsel opinion that prevents me from bringing an indictment against you will in no way prevent somebody else from bringing in an indictment once you're out of office. That was, I thought, I'm like, thank you, that's been said out loud now. Okay. But I don't think it was a surprise. I was glad to hear it. All right, what do you think? Uh, mine was that he confirmed that it was the, the legal opinion that limited his investigation. Okay. right. And my other bombshell was that they did not look into finances. It was just absolutely flabbergasting to me that mm. they did not look into fucking any of the finances that went back and forth. How can you, how can you possibly look at a you know collusion case without looking at bank records from the people back and forth that are in the report? 
you know, you have these oligarchs. You have, uh, there was one, uh, uh, a Trump layover at one point where the oligarchs plane met up with the Trump plane and pretty soon, you know, we're talking about Ukraine again, you know, instead of whatever the Republican talking point of the time was. All of those things went somewhere. He has these accounts all over. We still haven't seen his taxes. We still haven't seen right. any of that. And that was my big shocking moment. Was okay. The fucking A. You didn't look at the money? you got to follow the money. How can you do an investigation without following the money? And that was my biggest letdown. For Why me. do you think they didn't follow the money? He claimed that was not in the purview of his investigation. of his. So someone was limiting him. That's what he said. Why, why do you think he didn't follow the money? Because someone told him not to. Okay. You know, you're, you're not going to get that stuff. I mean, look at what Mnuchin's doing with the taxes. and You're not going to get that stuff. Right. Stop looking. If, we, I if think, you keep looking, we'll get I think his returns. Are, I think hope. his returns are destroyed. I don't think they exist any longer. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't think they do. I think that's all been burned and deleted and yeah. gone. I don't know. I think if anyone ever gets in there, they're going to go out oh, here and they're going to open up an empty folder and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> or a completely falsified. Or it'll be, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been in control of it long enough now. He just said that somewhere. Uh, the, you know, I, the people I work with, uh, you know, they falsify documents all the time. And it was just like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, right. he, he just did that. To, just told us what you did with it. You right. know, so... That, that that's a big thing with Trump is he ever he ever points a finger saying somebody else is doing this then you know that he's you know he's doing he's it. yeah doing oh that's it. been his mo from the beginning <laughs> yeah. whenever he accuses somebody of some outlandish you're like uh oh <laughs> <laughs> the shit's going down somewhere. And, and, you know, the, the, the NRA money never got looked at. You know, it got into the FEC, and the FEC people were Trumper people, and it's never been looked at. We're Boutina, you know, how she all fit into this thing. Oh got God. Russia going right to the NRA, giving them $30 million. How can you do this investigation without looking at the money? So, who's going to look at the money? That's where I say we have to have more congressional hearings about about these okay. subjects. We have the power to well, look at they, his stuff. Well, they, they can do that without impeaching. Yeah. Without having an impeachment yes. proceedings. And the Democrats have, should. Yeah. Have more hearings. By mm -hmm. all means, have yeah. all the hearings. I just don't want to go down an impeachment path that would give him a win at the end. Yes. It's and, a guaranteed win. And, That's the problem. And people forget that about Hitler. He was pretty much a peon before his big court cases that he won. Right. You know, when he won those court cases and, you know, spouted all his Fuhrer stuff and how the, the, the people are against him and he's just a, a scapegoat to the whoever was his enemy at the time, that's when he gained following. He was in the newspaper all the time. That's when the Fuhrer-run newspapers split off and started, you know, creating problems for people. So mm -hmm. I, I do think it has to be handled carefully, but I do agree with you that impeachment might not be the best way, but I do think that these things have to come so to the So congressional Democrats need to get more balls. I mean, they've done, I don't want to say they don't have any balls. They've done mm -hmm. a lot, but they need to do way more. Right. They need to be far more aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know, interesting, just along this line, so did you see the video of uh, Chris Cuomo taking yeah, on the, the guy. Yeah, the Fredo thing. And I watched that, and I, know, and I know Chris Cuomo's a CNN guy, but I mean, look, this guy comes from a progressive family. We know this is a progressive guy. And I'm like, that's what we need. And people are like, oh, how dare he? And I'm like, fuck, I love it. That's what we need. Because the guy he, that called him Fredo was totally like pissing his pants. Mm -hmm. Going, Because uh, they never expect somebody to come back at him and say, you fucking piece of shit. They're holding him back. And Chris Cuomo's not, you know, he, yeah. he could have <laughs> tore this guy up if he wanted to, you know. And right. um, 
Thank God he didn't stoop to that. No, no. And, and it, it worked out in the sense that he didn't have, because that would have been a negative outcome. But I'm just saying that anger mm-hmm. of, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit, that point of view, I I would like to see more of that from progressives and Democrats. It's, it's the... Uh, when they're attacked head on with lies mm-hmm. and, and racism and other things, I would... Instead of, I mean, enough with the professorial, sorry, David, uh, you know, responses to everything. There's a time and a place for that, yes, but I think we're at a point now where, you know, our, our, our system is under attack by these entities. And those entities, by the way, the number one is the Republican Party. Enemy of the people. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they are. And um, I don't know. I'd like to see more of that kind of anger response. Channeled anger. It should be channeled, but angry. And it's the bully response. If a bully comes up to you and he gets a fight back, he's not going to be your right. bully anymore. You know, right. he's going to go on to an easier target. You know, so the, the, that is probably a, a calculated response that yes, many so many I, could use. And I, I don't want. I'm not, I mean, I'm not talking physical violence. Right. I'm not. I don't want Chuck Schumer out there trying to punch McConnell in the face. Although that would be kind of funny to watch. Tom, but actually, yeah, against the that you're going to whip. <laughs> It was there a second ago. It was never there. (laughs) So I mean, you just made a case. Your your best case for Biden Harris. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Duke it out. Right. He he's the duke it out, and then she's the one underneath that, uh, or vice versa. And they both can duke it out, but he would lay out the more principled case, and you know, I think she's. I just you know what in the hearings for uh, the Supreme Court. Justices, she was just stupendous. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Just the way she could roll her eyes when she would just go and just give that look, and you know, kind of just like I'm on to your bullshit. <laughs> don't even try. Yeah. Um, and please, please, don't even. Um, and then she would follow it up with a question that punched him in the balls. That's the thing. You can roll your eyes and then not really go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. She would roll her eyes and then punch him in the balls. You know, not mm-hmm. literally, but again, that would be fun to watch. Um, but uh, I don't know if Democrats are ready to fight. I mean, truly, I mean, they the, get a fight for the life of the nation. The Republicans certainly are, as we as right. attested to just about every hearing about this Russian thing to date. They come up with these crazy things, and they're fighting, and how, what about this guy, and what about Strzok, and what about all the FBI, and pointing their fingers everywhere. They are prepared to do that fight. They are prepared to use... What they think will win, a calculated guess on what they think their supporters will appreciate them fighting for, I, I really don't think they believe it. I really don't think Jim Jordan, like, absolutely loves this president, like he goes around and licks his heels like he does. I think this is a calculated move by Jim Jordan. I have protection. These people are going to give me money. I'm going to get reelected. The, the storm will pass. You know, and I will still be here. That's the mentality of these guys. But the, the mentality of a, a true patriot like a Justin Amash is, hey, this is wrong. This is against the system that I wanted to be a part of. I'm going to speak up about it, win, lose, or draw on the next election. But while I'm here, I'm going to speak up, and this is my opinion. The Democrats never do that, ever. I mean, you, you see some pointed questions... But they always seem to fall on their face. They never get enough time. I mean, they're they're the minority in the Senate, so the the, the real tough hearings uh, are happening in the Senate. 
with you know Burr as this intelligence you know chair and and oh. they're getting shut down and and those that echo chamber of of the right has completely surpassed all other mainstream media so all they hear is Jim Jordan and you know all those other you know Ted Cruz and all of their talking points they never hear there was one uh, uh, Thomas Clay Jr. he's on my feed put up this one after Epstein got killed that you know Epstein was you know attempted suicide and then finally got you know got got through with it and he did it um, and the first thing that came up on his feed was Clintons were all involved with that and he said, you know, Donald Trump was too, right? And he's like, I watch Fox News all the time. They, I've never heard that. Trump, does, Trump wasn't involved with Epstein. And it's, and it's, you know, perfect common knowledge that he was right. at his island, he's on his plane, he's at these, you know, well, these parties in New York. All of these things happened with this same man, which many, many politicians were involved with, which is creepy. Um, all of those things never escape that echo chamber and they only will with well, a, with a Cuomo type video. Well, that's that's the, the one they saw. Well, you know and that's I mean? the other entity that that I think are attacking our system mm -hmm. and the Fox News is another one. Right. Hand in hand with the Republican Party. Right. But um so it was interesting and I guess in the long run I at first I was like when when like Elizabeth Warren said I'm not going on Fox and I was like, yeah, why should she? But I guess the more I thought about it since and Pete Buttigieg went on Fox, and mm -hmm. I forgot the other Democrat that went on Fox. And they got their message through, and I thought, mm -hmm. well, shit, you know what? you got to go on Fox. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, you do. I yeah. mean, because that is a group of people who aren't getting the message. And the thing was, you know, the next day on the Fox and Friends morning show or whatever, they're like, oh, that was a bunch of boy. Why did we put that guy on? Yeah. And it's like, too late. Yeah. Buttigieg you know. gets standing <laughs> ovations for some things. Yeah. Bernie, uh, they asked him. It was Bernie, about, right. Well, Bernie and Buttigieg had, right. had both been on, but Bernie got you know the question thrown at him. You know, who would want to get off their private private insurance right now and go for Medicare for all? And like eighty percent of the audience in the Fox News audience all right. clapped and went, "Yeah, we love that." You know, and his line there was, "Nobody likes their private insurance. They like their health care. They want good health care. They don't care who's giving it to them. They just want to pay us." certain amount and know that they're covered and not when they lose their job and not when you know their kids are si they're sickest and and they don't want the government involved in pregnancies and these type of things they they just want health care and that's what they're after and he got this great line off on fox right. news you know and 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 it was you know david says it all the time are you really going to change any voters well Buttigieg's line was you know i came on fox news because i think that there are people that come to Fox News with a good conscience, with good morals, with uh, you know the right ideas, and I want to talk to those people. I don't believe the people on Fox News come here doing that, and they have you know right. Good he made the distinction between your opinion mm -hmm. hosts and your yeah. news. You yeah. Know. Hey, and, he, and he got right. that across. Right. And those type of things do need to be said on Fox News. And those are the people that <clears throat> are on the fence. There are people on Fox News that are watching Fox News all the time that. They may, you know, not like Trump. They might not like what he does. But here's Fox News telling him all the good things that he does, 
and never hear about a good thing that a Democrat does. So yes, I think they should be on Fox News all the time. They should take it over. You know, yeah. <laughs> they should they should try and, and get into arguments with them just for those yeah. just for those videos. They should go on Tucker. They should go on Hannity. They should go on these these, you these know, crazy when, shows to I get mean, that headline. Right. I mean, when John Stewart used to go on uh, Bill O'Reilly's show, God, forever. I mean, and O'Reilly, you're like. O'Reilly, how many times you got to get punched in the face by John Stewart to go? Let's stop asking this guy on the show because every time he come on there, and John Stewart would eat him for lunch. Yeah, but it was huge ratings, and it was ratings. And you're right; that's yeah. really what they were after. Mm -hmm. But it was you're right; that audience they wouldn't hear that point of view, and especially coming from someone like John Stewart, who I greatly miss. Uh, you know, and there aren't there aren't there's been no one to really replace him in that sense. That sort of a, a commentator. Mm -hmm. Not running for anything, but this is my take on the world. Yeah. And have that, that that sense of humor to keep it, not get too dark with it, but dark enough. Mm -hmm. So I Trevor don't know. Noah did a good job with that job. I mean, I, I, I really do. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. no. I know. But it's, he's not John Stewart. No, no. And I don't John mean on the show. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, but even beyond that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, whether he's going and that's on Bill what does not or, do. You know, going. And I am, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we're a minute or an hour and 15 in here, so should we, uh, what are we doing? Well, <laughs> I'm hungry. That's kind of where I was going. Uh, I did get, I just have one quick announcement. Yes. I right. got contacted by the local Democrats around here, and uh, since we have this microphone in front of us, and there might be three people listening other than us. Um, Besides us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's guaranteed three. <laughs> um, there are hundreds of unopposed races yeah. here in Livingston County, but all across the land. Um, once again, it is for what Jordan says. Shout out to Jordan. Get involved so that your voice can be heard. You might get one headline. You might get four. You might get a hundred. Just by you know saying the words that you you might not win, you might win. Who knows? Anything can happen. You're not going to uh, win. But uh, you never know. <laughs> a, a, a but I see. Amash did in DeVos Town. I mean, well, that's when they thought that he was one of them. Yeah, right. And he's not going to win this time. But yeah. anyway, but I, there your point though, and I think the point that Jordan was making was that. It, the message still needs to be out there. And if mm. no one's running, right. then there's no message. Right. The message is that it's not even that there's no message. The message is the Republican message is really all there is. Right. There is no, and so this is the worldview. This is the point of view. And even if you give one headline or whatever, the, the Fox News viewer picked up the story to try and poke holes at you and couldn't. That's right. a win in your favor too. Right. You know, it's, hey, that, that that made some sense. And he puts down the paper. He didn't change his vote, but at least he isn't believing everything that Fox News said about it. You know, so that was just my little shout out there. Hey, get active. Yeah, I mean, the, even the deadlines people, are coming. Right. If you want, contact the you know Michigan Democratic Party. Contact your your local wherever you're listening. You know, contact your local your uh, people in your town to see what races are available and unopposed. I mean, these guys don't even have to spend money on their race. You know, they don't even have to put up signs. They don't have to do anything. They know that once they get in, they're good for thirty years, and anything anything goes. Then you know, without opposition, there's no light. Well, I don't think we can top that. That's pretty deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're hungry. And you're hungry. I'm it's hungry. getting kind of hot. You know, turn off the air. So. All right. Well, good return show, gentlemen. 
And uh, so we're we're gonna do this like a monthly thing is where we're at right now. Yeah, David's really well. Uh, I uh, you guys can go longer. I can show up once a month, yeah. pretty much though. But, um, I gotta go feed my cat. <laughs> Cat's hungry. <laughs> Cat's hungry. This song is called "Baby Don't You Cry." Find more episodes of The No Cry Zone at thenocryzone.com. Tweet Rob, John, and Dave at No Cry Zone. And find The No Cry Zone on Facebook. Listen to every Abnormal Entertainment show on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, our YouTube channel, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to visit abnormalentertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.